Welcome back to 50% Cancer. Last time, we talked about my own thyroid cancer story and the roller coaster of a journey I've been on. This episode, I'd like to talk about how to adjust to life after diagnosis. Hearing you have cancer is never easy and doesn't get any easier, no matter if you are used to being sick or if you've been healthy your whole life up until this point. Things are going to be different now, but that's okay. In this episode of 50% Cancer, I'd like to talk about finding peace, the emotional side of cancer, gaining knowledge, and health after a thyroid cancer diagnosis. First, I just want to say, your life is not over. Cancer is definitely a huge change, but you can conquer this. It'll take courage and bravery and support, but it's not impossible. Depending on your type of thyroid cancer, your relative survival rate may be quite high, actually. A relative survival rate looks at people with the same type of cancer and stage and compares them with the rest of the population. Many of these are given in sets of five years. For example, if the five-year relative survival rate for a specific stage of thyroid cancer is 98%, it means that people who have that cancer are, on average, about 98% as likely as people who don't have that cancer to live for at least five years after being diagnosed. In case I've just lost you with the numbers, that is a good statistic. For papillary thyroid cancer, these numbers are all fairly high, meaning most papillary thyroid cancer is usually survivable. However, this is not true for all types of thyroid cancer, and these numbers shouldn't be used to scare you. Each case is unique. My main point of all of that is that I think when most people hear cancer, they immediately think death. That was my first thought when I was diagnosed. I had a million questions. Would I need chemo? Would I lose my hair? It's okay if you have a million and one questions. Write them all down and bring those notes to your appointments. Get them all answered until you feel confident to tackle this beast. Your life is about to change and it's important to feel powerful, even if this is your weakest moment. I have heard from so many people who said thyroid cancer was the best thing that ever happened to them. For me, I believe this is true, but it took me years and years to realize it. I used to ignore my diagnosis. As a 12-year-old, I just wanted to be normal. I was overweight, so I already felt different. I would literally not think about the C word until it was the night or two before it was time to head back to the doctor to be poked and scammed. Well, I think this was probably a bit harmful of a mindset to have, I have finally found some peace within my journey. Peace might not come right away, but if you work at it, it will find you. How exactly to find peace will come differently for everyone. The other topics I talk about in this episode might inspire you on how to find peace in your own journey. Journaling or writing down thoughts is a common way to get all of that out of your headspace and somewhere else. I know I wrote a lot of poems that got my feelings across. And even though I didn't really share them with anyone, it was helpful for me at the time, and it's really interesting to look back at them now, being 11 years into my diagnosis and survivorship journey. If you are a spiritual person, turning to your religion or beliefs could become really important during this time. Church communities are usually really helpful during this time with support and community. Although I don't consider myself super religious, my church gave me a special blessing and I received a lot of holy water. I grew up in a small town, so having the community rally around me was really special. If this gives you comfort, I urge you to lean into your faith community. Praying might also be an important part during this time. It can be comforting to just pray and get out all of your fears and worries, trusting someone else has a plan for you. 
I would like to go more in depth into Christianity and cancer sometime because I think there's a lot of conversations to be had with that topic. I think no matter the diagnosis or stage or type, a lot of surviving and thriving is really dependent on your attitude during this time. I'm not saying pretend everything's fine and plaster a smile on your face 24-7, but it's up to you to find that balance. Find that balance of grieving the life as you knew it and preparing yourself for what comes next with open arms. I think not being afraid to show your emotions early on, whether it's anger or sadness or anxiety, will help in the long run. I am never a proponent of holding something in just to let it fester or burst. Let it out now! We all show emotions in different ways, so I trust you'll know what's best for you. Let me know if you'd like some ideas on how to let emotions out. I like to think I'm very good at that. Arguably, I probably do this too much, uh, but I'm the type of person to just silently cry when I'm stressed out, and I just need those tears out of me so I can feel better. It's okay to have those moments of full-out breakdowns, crying and screaming and hating everything, but it's also okay to find a quiet curiosity of peace as you try to process, or at least try to process, your new situation. I remember once I got diagnosed, it all seemed like a whirlwind. From my first appointments to surgery, only a few weeks had passed by. I don't know if I even had time to think or catch my breath. Once that initial shock wears off, which admittedly looks different for everyone, I think it's time to educate yourself. For some, I 100% understand how this might bring you even more anxiety. If you think that'll be the case, then please find a safe way to learn about thyroid hormones and the importance of your thyroid for your body. If you're okay with learning more, embrace that knowledge is power. It can help you be a better advocate for yourself in the doctor's office and a family or friends who might have a hard time understanding all of this, just like you. As far as how to go about this, I would try to get information from your doctor first, but this might not always go as planned. I personally have yet to find an endocrinologist I really enjoy, but my primary care doctor gives me her patience when I whip out my sheet of notes and questions. Either way, I think your first method of gathering information should be straight from your doctor or doctors. They know your unique situation the best, so they can give you the best information. Before I had thyroid cancer, I had zero clue what a thyroid was, what it did, or why it's so important. To be honest, at the time I didn't really take the time to learn. I sometimes would look up articles online or websites, but most of the time I was looking up the worst case scenarios that just fed into my anxiety. However, it was important for me to prepare for the worst and hope for the best. Besides asking your doctor, I would recommend looking up information from cancer.org, which is the American Cancer Society, or from Thyca. The American Cancer Society presents their information on thyroid cancer really cleanly, and I think it's really easy to find information on a range of topics, but they don't go very in-depth. Thyca is a thyroid cancer nonprofit that has been around for decades, and they have a lot of information on their site. I find that sometimes their content or web pages are outdated, but they have a wealth of information usually available in several languages. I also have some content on thycansurvivors.org, which is the thyroid cancer community I've created, but we're kind of just getting started with that, so it's a lot of basic information, but I tried to do it in a very pleasing way to look at, so you can also check that out. I think it's especially important to continue educating your family and friends after your scar starts to fade. Thyroid cancer doesn't end after your thyroid comes out. That's only the beginning. Thyroid cancer and thyroid disease can be an invisible illness at times. This means others might not be able to tell when you're not feeling your best due to thyroid-related issues. This is, of course, one of the reasons thyroid cancer gets dubbed the good cancer. On the other hand, certain types of thyroid cancer can be very visible. I think this is a part of the beauty and tragedy of thyroid cancer, that it can look different for everyone. So, from the start, I think it's important to share what you're learning with those around you. This will help them to understand and care for you better. Once you've armed yourself with some knowledge on thyroid hormones and the importance of them, you'll be able to tell when something is up down the road. From my experience of being a tween when I was diagnosed, I never really felt sick. 
I know now that this totally varies within thyroid cancer, but unfortunately, I can only speak from my experience. I was also going through puberty at the time, a joy, I know, so I felt like I had a lot more going on besides just cancer. Cancer didn't become my whole life and my childhood, and even as different as it already was, it would have been completely different. I know that I'm really lucky to say that, and not all of you might be able to say that. Thyroid cancer can present itself as many other health concerns. Some people might have a long road to diagnosis, as symptoms like fatigue, weight gain, or weight loss can easily be so many other things. I even hear stories about people who weren't at the doctor for anything thyroid-related, but after a scan, they just discovered it. I know on thigh cancer survivors on our social media, I've asked a few times about how people were diagnosed, and it's really crazy how many different stories you all have. I definitely had a lot of anxiety about my cancer and I used to cry on the way to appointments. I remember nights laying in bed before an appointment day, pretending to poke my veins with my fingernails to get more used to getting my blood drawn so it wouldn't hurt so much or give me so much anxiety when it happened. Which still has not worked, by the way. <laughs> Ignoring your mental health is not the way to go about something as life-changing as cancer, so please don't neglect it. Being 12 at the time of my diagnosis, I didn't yet have any good tools on dealing with my mental health. I had never had to think about it much before. This is definitely something I've improved on over the years, but I could still be better. No matter how many times you hear that you got the good cancer, you still have the right to be scared or upset. Cancer is cancer. My physical health seemed fine when I was diagnosed, besides being a bit overweight and my blood pressure spiking at each appointment. I know this will not be true for all of you. I was very lucky that my only symptom was waking up one morning and my neck felt hard in the front. The symptoms you experience before diagnosis, such as being too hyperthyroid or hypothyroid, should definitely improve once you have treatment, usually surgery, and get on replacement thyroid hormone therapy. Suppression therapy is used for most thyroid cancer cases, keeping your thyroid hormone levels low so that they don't get too high and then get wild and turn into cancer again. So, it's important to keep up with your appointments and blood work to make sure these are at optimal levels. All the blood work and appointments can definitely get annoying, but hopefully they should get less and less frequent as time goes by since your thyroidectomy. Hang in there. Another change will be your scar. Now, when I had my surgery, I didn't really have many options in this. When removing my thyroid, an incision was made at the front of my neck to remove it. This happened again five years later when I had my second surgery, but more on the side of my first scar and the side of my neck. Now, there are some advancements in thyroid cancer surgeries. Some won't even leave a scar at all. Either way, having a scar across your neck can be a huge change at first and could lead to some insecurity or even trauma. When I was younger, I would get bullied sometimes with dumb jokes about someone cutting my neck open. However, now, I hardly notice my scar. Some days it'll be more red than usual and friends will ask me, what's wrong with your neck? And I'll freak out asking, what do you mean? It usually leads to a good laugh. <laughs> in closing, thyroid cancer brings a lot of changes, but there's a whole community out there for you to put your fears and questions and triumphs out there and to be met with the most loving and embracing arms. In this episode, we talked about how to adjust to life after diagnosis. This adjustment period will look different for everyone and last a different amount of time for everyone. It's important to keep in mind this is your journey, and no one knows it better than you. Adjusting to life after diagnosis can be helped by finding peace within your journey. There are many ways to do this, but some might find that expressing their emotions help. Be sad, be angry, be whatever. But once you've had your time to process it all, find ways to educate yourself on your new reality. I hope all of that was helpful in adjusting to life after a thyroid cancer diagnosis. If you have more ideas on how to do this and other things you've done that I didn't talk about, please let us know on Instagram at 50% Cancer or on our Facebook page. 
Let me know if you'd like a follow-up to this episode, more specifically about life after thyroidectomy. I know many of you listening are probably already past the diagnosis point and might be more interested in a lot of the after, but I wanted to be sure to catch our new survivors as well. Thanks for being here. In the next episode, I'll talk about thyroid cancer recurrence. Bye!